No more Mr. Nice Guy. Everybody and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me is Eduardo Chrisman. What's up, buddy? Buenos dias, bitches. And of course, Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And the Killing Machine himself, Bobby Amone. Fuck you, want? <laughs> so today is November thirtieth, twenty twenty, and we got a banger of an episode for you today. But you know what time it is? It's time for your slice life, Big Johnny D. What'd you do, you sexy son of a bitch? Well, let's see. Uh, like probably most of you, I enjoyed a nice extended weekend this weekend. I had uh, yeah. two days. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, had two extra days off, so it was very nice to uh, hang out with the family. Did uh, two Thanksgivings over that four days. So definitely packed on the... Uh, the uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's one way to i mean i didn't eat uncomfortable like my i've had buddies that went to the full sweat stage and i'm like nah dude i i know how to pace myself <laughs> you don't do that <laughs> but uh i didn't particularly do any black friday shopping except for on my pc to look for games uh nice to which i did pick up and there is a couple sales still going on, so I might grab something after the show. But I did pick up a little combo pack off Steam, and it was Moons of Madness, which is actually very fitting for the today's episode. And another one called The Park. It was like a combo pack for like 15 bucks. Uh, didn't touch The Park yet, but Moons of Madness, I think you guys would definitely enjoy. It's got Think Dead Space meets The Martian. Ooh, I like that. I yeah. got pretty good. It does. Less, not as not as action oriented as dead space like you don't it, it's more martian in that aspect plus you're on mars and on a colony you know what i mean like trying to serve or uh keep your colony going while some shit's going down and there's definitely talk leaning towards some ancient ones possibly lying dormant in the moons of mars so like yeah and like like i said very fitting for this week's episode <laughs> Uh, the love, the lo- yeah, the Lovecraft elements are fucking hardcore in the game, dude, for sure. But other than that, man, just enjoy myself. Like I said, had a second Thanksgiving yesterday with the wife's family. Uh, no turkey that day. We did ham. <laughs> um, yes. But other than that, man, just enjoyed myself. Chad. Wait, who? You're not Chad. Aguardo. Aguardo, <laughs> yes. How have you been, sir? I am well, thank you. I, like you guys, had a nice little three-day, not four-day Thanksgiving break. Thank you to work. Hmm. But the trade-off is we get a four-day weekend this weekend. <laughs> Ooh. Ew. No, Brody, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I will not review You know that. what? Mm-hmm. I'll review, I will review that for the Patreon, and that would probably be the only way I would do it. I'm not, I will not, not even for Patreon. I will, what we're talking about, uh, Brody is asking, and he's joking that uh, wondering Maybe. when we're going to do the Serbian film for Gore and Moore, and that's never happening. I watched it. I broke the DVD. Oh, I you will watched not watch it? it? I broke the DVD. I've been too much of a puss to watch it so far. So. I've been there's too there, much of a puss. There's, there's, not, 
There's uh, not much I won't watch, no. but I refuse to watch that. Absolutely no. not happening. There, we're shared up. Shout out to all the YouTube viewers. Yeah. Feel free to comment. It'll pop up here, and we can shoot them up on the screen. Yeah, oh, but, you know, like I was saying, aside from that, you know, work, a lot of work. Um, hmm, what else did I do? Play. I got uh, started finally getting a little tired of uh, Watch Dogs Legion because there's a audio glitch in the game that they need to patch where everybody just stutters. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. oh, it's, it's terrible. Joe Biden glitch. <laughs> oh, so I put that aside and started playing uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Titties. Uh, How's that? Fun. Bobby's just fucking giggling. Uh, he's, he's such a juvenile laughing about titties. <laughs> Listen, man. Titties is, you know, everybody used to give me shit for saying titties instead of like cool or something like that. But it's like, listen, dude, is there anything honestly better than titties? Like, I mean, titties is some of the top. Yeah. No, they they will make a bad day good. Yeah, continue. <laughs> I mean, Eduardo, continue. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. And I was listening today, finally got a chance to listen to the uh, Bloodhook episode. Ooh. And I do have some answers for some of your questions. One of which uh, you were wondering, uh, it actually explained earlier in the movie that Bev D's husband left her. The the Vietnam guy, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. All right. Yeah. And what else did I have? You didn't here? say why he left her, though, right? Just said he left her. I think it's implied yeah. that he had an alcohol problem. Hmm. <laughs> She said, she said something about his, his drinking. Um, I feel like she was still really attached with them records. And, and yes, it is confirmed. This uh, this is on the IMDb. Uh, young Greg Ninas was a local of Hayward, Wisconsin, who was hanging around during the production. Much to his surprise, he was randomly cast for the role of Irving Swain out of the blue one day. There so, yeah. we go. The old narcoleptic loudmouth kid. Mm. The little klepto. <laughs> Yeah, narcoleptic. Right. Narcoleptic. That's sleeping. <laughs> Klepto. <though. laughs> might have been narcoleptic. We just don't know. Yeah, we don't know. That's a whole different story. Shit. So. Hey, I hey, I do want to say that this movie confirmed that my uh, John Carpenter hates women. Uh, it ah! featured a, a punch oh, in the face to a woman. A, one? Several. Few. Several. Yeah, we got a lot of duffs to the face, dude. <laughs> this is comical. Keep going, Daddy Eduardo. Yeah, uh, that is, let's see. Um, <laughs> so you got two uh, weeks to cover, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I do. And you guys kind of barely touched on the, the behind the scenes stuff. I was surprised. Uh, thank you for touching on the uh, cut scenes, though, TJ. I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I just can't believe that there's a version that completely cuts out the reason why he's doing the killing. Yeah, right. right? Uh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to fucking find a DVD release of it. And I want to watch it. I want to analyze it. We'll do a comparison. We could do that. That'd be, yeah. that, that, that'd be a really good one to do. But yeah, uh, there was supposed to be, you were supposed to see breasts in this movie, but she refused, by the way. I mean, we got that's, side boobs. That's why you got, got side, side boobs. So. We'll we'll yeah. yeah, right. That's right. We're, beggars can't be choosers, right? <laughs> you, said, you said titties. That's right. But yeah, there, like I said, the biggest was the biggest for me was definitely that uh, her husband left her, and that's why. And she kind of went back to him, and then she regretted it. You can tell, like in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, I still say, dude, like maybe he left her because she was just running off, just fucking finding random dick in the woods. Yeah, she really time. does that like was, the fuck. That she, like, was so she disturbing. She just on too, like 
Yeah, I really like you, but maybe I'll see you later. Yeah, what a what a tease. I would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, and, oh, oh, and a terrible and as, mother. Horrible, yes, horrible yes. mother. <laughs> and as, I also want to point this out. TJ, I'm surprised you didn't say this. Uh, my coworker, Scott, even pointed this out because he's actually seen this movie. He said, what's, uh, what's the movie for the next episode? I said, Bloodhook. He's like, oh, I've seen that. He's like, plus, and he gave me this little tidbit that's actually the very first uh, trivia bit on IMDb. It's This was actually on Parks and Recreation. What? Uh, says in the show, Parks and Recreation, Halloween Surprise, Bloodhook is the scary movie that plays at the Pawnee City Hall scary movie night. It is! She's fucking tweeting it out every two seconds, dude. Oh my fuck. Yeah. How did you guys not know that? That is gnarly. I haven't watched the later seasons of Parker Rec in like a minute. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was going to lead with that with my behind the scenes. Oh, that makes me so happy. Dude, That I would have say ended with it. Now we, need a, now we need a shirt of Ludke riding little Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Fly high, little Ludke. Get Kaufman, get Kaufman on it right away. <laughs> Got to do something new for you. Oh, hey, Kaufman, return to the remote. Dude, listen, <laughs> the only thing, only little stipulation I ask is could Ludke be like, Hooking in a calzone. <laughs> yeah, he's got a calzone on his hook. Yeah. No, no, Love it. Love it. Well, anything could be on it because there's so many hooks. So we could have to- right? tons of things. Well, like I'm just saying, we're, let's just Easter incorporate all this shit, dude. Yeah. be the main thing, though. But I think I got a better appreciation of the movie from listening to you guys. So, yeah. Good. I know yeah. you did say you. You definitely weren't necessarily a fan before we talked about it or before. We no, talked. but listen to you guys. And I, I really do want to see the, the edited down version just to see how different it really is. Right. You know, overall, it's actually a decent slasher film that actually builds uh, some sort of setting and atmosphere. It kind of it's is, 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 is its own, sure. similar to the way that uh, Sleepaway Camp and Friday, the original Friday the 13th does. It yeah. really allows you to be like get entrenched in this setting and these characters. I think it does a well good job at that, where other films kind of fail to do that. Yeah, yeah. and it's like my wife said, it, it wasn't the worst film we watched for uh-uh. the show. So. No. No. no, not yet. But anyway, yeah, I, th- I think at some that. point, I'll, yeah, I'll come back and revisit it at some point. Uh, but Bobby, how about you, buddy? Well, unlike all of you, I don't know what a three or four day weekend is. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> fuck. And I did not do Black Friday shopping because uh, I don't necessarily care. It's just me. So no. I uh, I went home and went I went home and chilled out on Friday and then Saturday. Well, I now have the fortunate yet unfortunate of selling Christmas trees for the next Yeah. Month. Yeah. Get a little oh, sappy right, there, buddy. A lot of sap in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sap, you know. That's a good one. But there here's the problem right now that I have like normally a couple days after Thanksgiving, like Ooh. I get a little bit into the Christmas. Right. You know, Anti-Christmas I was all fucking Saturday selling goddamn trees. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Listen. ready to speak her off the pole saying, why? Why? I don't want this shit right now. Well, you I, have to now. I mean, you're after Thanksgiving, so it's the, the floodgates open. But. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Bobby's staring I, off into the I distance. can literally <laughs> see the fucking like just terrible. Like. Bobby's having nom flashbacks. <laughs> but it's from selling Christmas trees. <laughs> There's just explosions and helicopters in the background. Bobby, like, just, like, 
Yeah. It's not. It's he's on like, explosions. It's Karen screaming. He's like <laughs> Luke, he, he's like Lukey hearing that noise. Yeah. It's it's Karen screaming and sheep dads trying to wheel a deal and then screaming children that are just fucking annoying. And Bobby and then, uh, Bobby Mar- Mariah Carey. Mariah oh, Carey has to be playing at the same tune that a, that a Karen screaming, and it triggers Bobby. To you know what? You store. just literally wrote yourself a Christmas horror movie, buddy. There we yeah. go. Tonight, yeah. Bobby snapped. <laughs> we achieve the devil's tritone, and Bobby goes off the right? deep end. <laughs> Wait, here's our horror more movie right here. Christmas tree murder. There we go.
You mean this? Yeah, year? I got to remember to add well, that. To this the season. Don't, let, don't let me forget to add that to the list. Yes, that is a Vestron release, I believe, uh, in the states. You can look Speaking that up. of, I, I'm still trying to figure out how you ended up with the region locked version of Return of the Living Dead Three that doesn't play in region. It's A. interesting because I ordered it from Amazon. Little sidebar here, collecting sidebar, if you will. Uh, I did order it from Amazon, and the the description on Amazon says it's region A. And I didn't think anything of it, but for some reason they sent me the region B and it has the numbers on it. And I didn't realize that until I got it. And then I was like, fuck, but at least I got, at least I have it. And uh, whenever I do get the region free player, I'll be able to watch it and enjoy all the extra features and stuff. So, right. Yeah, that is true. But I also uh, stayed up late Friday night, well, Thursday night and then into Friday morning. And I picked up some movies on the vinegar syndrome sale. And I want to tell you guys something. You guys know what vinegar syndrome is? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. You know what it is, right? Yes. No, like where the name came from. No. No. Okay. So vinegar syndrome is what happens to a 16 millimeter film whenever the uh, the fo- the film itself becomes acidic and melts itself, and it smells like a dead body. Oh. So that's what vinegar syndrome is. Is when that happens. So that's what the horror. You, you get it now? Why? Well, like yeah. 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 So anyway, I went on the Black Friday sale and I picked up six films. I picked up uh, the full 3D Silent Madness, Cemetery of Terror, Grave Robbers, Don't Panic, Troma released The House on Tombstone Hill, and Jose Larraz's Rest in Pieces. Uh, these I did two of these films are part of uh, a December release, their December release. And then some of them are part of uh, previous releases that I kind of just held off on until they were lower priced. Because if you don't get them uh, from third-party dealers, they range from thirty to fifty dollars from ver- from different releases. So if you don't Oof. hit them during a, a, a sale, you're pretty much S- SOL. Right. So I picked I picked up those, finished off uh, some of Jose Laraz films. I still got to get that box set from uh, Arrow Video that has his first three films. And then, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So those won't ship till December 7th. They'll, they'll ship all the people who have the yearly subscriptions first. Then they'll, they'll ship all the Black Friday ones the, starting the 7th. They'll start processing and shipping them. Nice, dude. Yeah. So we have quite the wait time still. <laughs> a week from today, I guess. Still, that's a stack of fucking movies, man. Mm-hmm. And all that's that nothing. I've seen people who had seven or eight screenshots full of what they got. spent like eight hundred dollars worth of uh oh yeah like the like the guys on slasher trash yeah slasher trash cleaned I house that. i saw that love that guy he's so cool me and him have a lot of the same uh tastes in slasher films so it's pretty sweet anyway uh not much else to report for more head on over to our youtube facebook instagram and of course projectlouder.net for any of the shows we mentioned there Moving on to this week's episode. Everyone did their slice of life, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Moving on to 1995's In the Mouth of Madness Part 3 and the John Carpenter Apocalypse Trilogy. Is that what it's called? Correct. That's right. Okay. So directed by Le Carpenter, written by Mike DeLuca, produced by Sandy King, starring Sam Neill as John Trent, Julie Carmen as Linda Stiles, Jürgen Prochnow as Sutter Kane, David Very Warner nice. as Dr. Wren, John Glover as Sapperstein, Bernie Casey as Robinson, Callie Rocha as a agency assistant, Peter Jason as <laughs> Mr. Paul, 
Charleston Heston yeah. as Jackson <laughs> Harlow, or as you might know him as the Damn You guy from uh, Planet of the Apes. Damn you! <laughs> Damn dirty apes. Francis Bay as Mrs. Pickman, Wilhelm von Hamburg as Simon, and Hayden Christensen, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker, as the paperboy. Music by John Carpenter and Jim King, not Alan Howarth. Cinematography by Gary B. Kibb. There he is. There's the B-team. Edited by Edward A. Warshikla. Distributed by New Line Cinema. Did you guys know that New Line during the 90s was owned by Turner? Yes. Yes. I did now. Released February 3rd, 1995. Runtime of 95 little people to be PC. Budget of 8 million. Grossed 8.5 million. <laughs> God damn it. I feel it was ahead of its time. Yes. It really was. It really was. So it, it, it made a 0.5 mil. Well, that's, you know, uh, let's, go ahead, Chad. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Quick cuts. It's like the intro for Halloween Five. You absolutely mad. <laughs> The riots began because the stores could not got epilepsy. Nice full frame trailer. Right? Thanks, Shout Factory. Stephen King. Kane outsells them all. I need to know if he's alive or dead, and I need that book. So I'm not going to lie, dude. I want to find the covers for these these books, and I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, that is beautiful artwork. I bet you Kaufman can get repros. Dude, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Like, they could just be put around blanks, but it would just be cool to have them, like, all on your bookshelf. I want the poster for the Hobbs and Horror that he sees in the, in the alley. Ooh. Yeah. When do the apes take over them? <laughs> ah, such a wonderful trail. So, TJ, real quick before you go into that plot, that music in the trailer, where is it from? Don't let me down. Is that Jason right. Goes to Hell? Yes. Really? It's the same, it's the same it's, music it's, used it's, in the Jason Goes to Hell trailer. Same exact music. It's shot, but it, the trailer's cut very similar as well. Well, hot damn. I'm just learning all new little fucking things. And I bet today. if we go back to see and ask Adam who cut the trailer for this and then go talk to people, well, who cut the trailer? Yeah, I bet you they're the same dude. Hmm. Yeah, buddy. Again, new line. New line around this time Next. was just. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Anyone who uh, is watching or listening, uh, yeah, listening rather, uh, I'm moving my hands into a tight, <laughs> okay, as to infer that things are tight there, okay, uh, toy like a toyga. That's yeah. Right. Uh, so whose movie was this, by the way? Was it mine? I think it was John's. Was John? Was John's. It. No, it might have been just because I've never personally seen it, so I okay, can't. Okay, it's gotta be Bobby then. Yeah. I said this. This is me, Bobby. Yes. 
Run it down. Show enough. Show enough. <laughs> Efficient and skeptical freelance insurance investigator John Trent is hired by the publisher Jackson Har Harglow to find where the famous writer Sutter Kane might be. After writing a series of bestsellers in the horror genre, affecting the reason and causing disorientation, memory loss, and paranoia. <laughs> one. Get that Diet Coke, baby. <laughs> They should have seen you guys fucking Dan to raise your head to see what the fuck it was. That was great. God. It was just super loud. <laughs> Sutter has simply vanished into his new novel, R and Hobbs End. Hate you all. <laughs> there was a mass hysteria of his anxious fans waiting for the new release, and John believes that his disappearance is a marketing strategy. John follows his instincts and travels with the Payne's editor, Linda Stiles, to New Hampshire, seeking for the apparently fictional town of Hobbs End. While driving along in the night, Linda reaches Hobbs End, and John discloses that Sutter Kane has unleashed a powerful evil force in the black church hold on, of the mysterious town, and his twisted imagination is changing the reality and perception of those who read his novels. Bum, bum, bum. Such yeah. an interesting movie. It's so good. I feel underrated. You know, I think, I actually, go ahead, Jay. I think the the real magic of this movie lies in the fact that you really have to watch it more than once to see everything. Yeah, I, I had to watch. I mean, I've seen it, but I had to watch it three times for this just to be like, because it is a little bit of a tough watch. It is not in a gory sense, but in a sense of it really is a mental mind fuck if you think about it. Yes. Eh, no worse than Phantasm. Phantasm, I got five seconds. I didn't think this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say like this isn't meant to make you ask questions, but I didn't think I'd it was. I'd say like, frailty bothered me more than this film. Bothered you? Yeah. As in, confused me more. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it was more of a Vince Russo WCW swerve. I mean, I guess my biggest confusion from this movie would come from like the exact ending and that's probably just everybody's own interpretation I would say uh -huh. or could be but Thank you Brody I appreciate the comment no you know what I agree uh because I've hey speaking this. of him speaking of him hey John yo fuck off hey there oh, <laughs> well, I love you too Howdy people, it is the DKV here all the way from Down Under and today I'm going to give you my two cents on a little film from the horror maestro himself, Mr. Carpenter. Now what I'm involves to say to you, H.P. Lovecraft meets John Carpenter. <laughs> I know, right? I know what you think. Yes, of course I'm going to watch that. And you should because this film in the Mouth of Madness is a fucking masterpiece. For me, it's my favourite John Carpenter film of all time. Really? You know? hmm. um, and wow. to have this film finish off an apocalypse trilogy, like, and to follow up on, you know, the thing, Prince of Darkness, and this, this is the Carpenter. You've outdone yourself, buddy. Pat on the back. Now, the big thing with me. These are Fuck you, Brody. No, they're not. You have to execute the story. We and we adore them. You know, base that. It's oh, just going to be absolutely awful. awful. It's just going to be garbage. This film nails it. And that twist ending, my God. If 
fucking great stuff. It also aces in cinematography uh, and special effects. Right? With cinematography, I really love how Carpenter has a wider lens to bring that landscape to life. And the yes. that we have in this He's looking at a picture of me he has on the wall, by the way. <laughs> I hope you're not lying about that, dude. I hope that's... <laughs> it's not a picture so much as it's a shrine. Yeah. It's got him winking at him. It's like the mom, mama's head Voorhees shrine, but a lot more sexual. There's candles. So it's a little bit more Helga Pataki with the fucking hair, Arnold? Yeah. You got Sam and A-Lister driving a full force performance, um, chewing up every scene that he's in. Um, it's it's a wild fucking head trip. Now I wouldn't recommend watching this film on drugs. Could do it. I would. But other than that, uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and tell you that you should go out, treat yourself, watch this fucking film. Right, I'm going to give it a Gormore score of 5.5. Wow. <laughs> wow. Five, sorry. Jesus um, Christ. Wow. Um, Holy shit. But other than that, yeah, definitely treat yourself to watching this film. Going with an open mind. Um, yeah. Until next week, this is DKB <laughs> saying get fucked cunts. Peace. Ah, I fucking love it. Gotta love that. Thank you, Brody. Thank you so much. Ah, so good. Uh, I'm not trashing his score. I do love this movie. I don't know about a 5.5. That's just me. That's fair. He went over the scale, dude. <laughs> I broke the scale. He fucking broke it. Actually, no. Hey, things are different down there. It's a different scale. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> He's he's like he's like Spinal Tap's amps. Yeah. So what are the Gorenmore units in fucking Australia? <laughs> I want to know, but I don't want to know. What's the conversion rate? Yeah, right. <laughs> Figure this they, out. They make an app for that, uh, <laughs> dude. No, this was a great pick, by the way, Bobby. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you, Bobby. It finally explained where the Sam Neil laughing in a theater meme came from because I've never known or yeah. personally seen it. So. I'm literally waiting the whole movie to fucking see that part. And I was like, wow, last five minutes. All right. Spoiler alert. You know, it's also, it's a, it is an interesting Carpenter movie. It's, it, it's one of his more, I call them obscure ones. I wanted a little bit more though. Honestly, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call it obscure, it's just underappreciated. There, I can see I, that. There, there could have been a lot more. I really will say there could have been a lot more, but I also like what we got. Yeah. I agree with what you said earlier, though. I feel this one may have came out, uh, come out a little bit ahead of its time. This like, movie is a for fans of Lovecraft. I mean, I caught, I picked up on it. Yes. On oh yeah, huge. Yeah. I was like, the fuck is this? Fuck, am I watching? And then I, I kind of caught on, and then the flow of the movie was like really, really rad. And then it did like some fourth wall shit, and then it did some like crazy shit. And then, like, even more crazy shit. And then, like, a swerve and an M. Night Shyamalan swerve. <laughs> it, it was pretty good. Uh, I kind of understand everything I saw. I mean, I'm not going to hashtag over process it. So, 
Well, like you I said, you need, to, you need to watch it more than once to really see everything. Nice. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I could definitely watch this again, like, relatively soon. Um, yeah. Would I say it's my favorite in the Apocalypse trilogy? I don't think so. I would but. say thing and this. Did somebody just fall over there? Somebody, <laughs> totally just, somebody totally just eat face because that is a fucking like I don't want to look. Oh. <laughs> Sweetie, I'll be. Oh. That's Hold a gore more first. Okay, Chad. I'll, 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 do I need to pop Sorry, you down? Good. No, you no, good? we're good. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot to lock the door this time. No, you're <laughs> you gotta do that right now. Hold on. Okay. Uh. It what? always happens to him. It always happens to him. Some weird shit. <laughs> it's always Chad. Some speaking of weird speaking shit. of, I am so pissed because last week I missed Bobby's mom. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah, Bobby's yes. mom. We've, we've wanted her to come back for so long, and I missed it. Know, Maybe right? next week another one. We'll see. Ma- Ooh, Mama Amone's cameos are better than a fucking Ryan Reynolds. Like it's like fucking straight right? up, dude. Or dead. She's yeah. our st- she fuck that dude. She's our Stan Lee, bro. Yeah, yeah. she's like we're. Oh. She needs to like sit in the background and read for an entire episode. Uh, somehow or another, <laughs> for a cameo shows over. The best, <laughs> the best way you could ever defeat it is if like she showed up in TJ's studio one like mid show. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would be like, oh, I, fuck. I would shit a brick, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. One day you guys are gonna be like, "Oh, Bobby, uh, Bobby said you couldn't make it, and I'm gonna zoom out, or it's gonna be a second camera. Yes. Bobby's gonna be sitting on the casting couch. That's hot. Or vice versa. Like it could be applied to any of you fucking idiots. So, mm. uh, yeah, Chad I, most likely. I expect. <laughs> listen, I expect a big live show come wedding time. So yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be the bachelor party the night before. Yeah, you give me a Wi-Fi signal. Uh, this camera will go live. <laughs> yeah, make it happen, do that, Cap'n. right? Fucking hey, hate. speaking of happen, Cap'n. Yeah, hey, what are you got? Why didn't you look behind the scenes, man? See, <laughs> see, si, si, senor. In this film, the works of Sutter Kane are occasionally quoted. Most, if not all, of these quotes are actually taken directly from several H.P. Lovecraft short stories with some adaptions to fit them into the story, most notably in the scene where Styles reads to Trent as he gazes into the abyss. <laughs> Brody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Brody, there's a whole big sectional right there, my brother. You could chill on if you want. It's always open. Anyways, yeah, sorry. Okay, so the whole part where he's gazing into the abyss is all, as uh, uh, such elements as the illimitable gulf of the unknown from the last few paragraphs of Lovecraft's The Rats in the Walls. In an earlier scene as well, Trent reads verbatim from Lovecraft's The Haunter of the Dark in reference to the black church being the seat of an evil older than mankind and wider than the known universe. Really? That's yes. awesome. Hob is an old word which was re- used to refer to the devil. Okay. Uh, the car keys that Julie Carmen swallows when Sam Neill's trying to escape from town were made out of pasta. At least you know she swallows. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Continuing on, Hayden Christian. <laughs> I got the high ground, Chad. Say <laughs> so what? I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that just makes me think of the. The meme that says that uh, since Revenge of the Sith was PG-13, it was technically allowed one F-bomb. Where would you put it? 
right there. Fuck you, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> Seems like it would have the most like <laughs> impact. Right. Okay. Uh, Robot Monster, which Sam Neill is watching at the end of the movie when he's watching it in the hotel room, is one of Carpenter's favorite monster movies as a kid. Is that the gorilla with the, the head yes. thing? Yeah. We talked well, about that on an episode of Rabbit Hole not too long ago. It's a good movie. Oh, really? Nice. Uh, the effect of Julie Carmen spinning her head around was done by having a contortionist stunt double wear an upside down prosthetic mask of her face. Since the stunt double couldn't see, the filmmaker had to guide her on where to go by sound. Sounds like so, a good time. Right. That was an awesome scene, dude. I love it. References to the old ones by Sutter Kane, along with certain representations of monsters printed on his books and later brought to life, are allusions to the Cthulhu Mythos, a series of stories by Lovecraft, and continued by other writers into modern times. In this sense, one can consider In the Mouth of Madness John Carpenter's own contribution to the Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, I sidebar! Would, I'd have to say for sure. What's for, uh, I, before I forget to mention, there is a new podcast and a couple things changed on the Project Louder website this week. Uh, a couple podcasts went into the Pods on Pause folder, so it will only be found uh, under that section. And then a, a new podcast popped up called Joints and Joysticks that will feature uh, Big Johnny D and Cameron Miller from Comics and Kaijus. And we picked our first episode, and that will feature... A, I think Chad will really like that pick. By the way, yes, a somewhat playthrough, kind of like a summary, a retrospective audio episode, and a video episode, and that will round out episode one's content of Cold Fear for the PS2 and PC. Hmm. Uh, that is pretty much Resident Evil Four on a boat. So uh, yeah, yeah, I- icy boat. I've played that. Have yeah. you? I figured yes. it would be really up your alley, dude. Like, yeah. oh god, I dude forgot with the orange vest and shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll definitely have to have Chad do an audio clip for the audio retrospective. Right. Oh shit! Yeah. I haven't. Oh, Chad, I haven't thought Chad about needs to take a, a stroll time. down fucking memory lane, dude. Watch a couple YouTube vids. And... It's on PC and it looks. Oh, Is it really? Oh, yes. Wow. Ten bucks on the Steam store. <laughs> well. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> a fucking and it definitely runs really good on modern computers. There's like. Full HD playthroughs. Okay, because that's what I was. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you uh, if it was going to be a driver issue. If I was going to have to install anything, being an older game like that, but that is phenomenal. And all right, <laughs> Anyways, no, no. The, because the, the ship isn't. It, correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't the ship like a like a Russian? Yes. 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 Or something. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. That's the one I'm thinking. It, of. Yeah. It's, it's funny because Cameron's like, we need to pick games that we both can like. That we He's like, well, all I could do is PS2. And I was like, well, Johnny and I are primarily PC gamers these days. I said, or Switch. So I said, we have to have games that either are ported to Switch or are currently on PC. So the Silent Hill games are going to be difficult for us to start off with until we get those figured out with emulators and stuff for John and I. So why we have to find games to start out. So let's not let's fucking find like this rando ass game that kind of fits the whole fucking genre of what we're going for anyway. So I did some research and this fucking game popped up and I was like, okay, it fits the criteria PS2, which cam's like, I'll play him on my PS2 because <laughs> I still got it. And I still play it all the time. Okay. Weirdo. I'm like, then- I have one there, but there's such a layer of dust on mine right now. Dude. Like, yeah. Uh. And I was like, but it has to have P- PC ports. And I was like, Oh, okay. What does this have? And I looked up and I was like, Oh, Oh, it looks great. 
And yeah, so that will definitely be coming soon. And I plan to like bundle like like episodes are going to be like weeks in advance and this like really want to well thought out this stuff like audio yeah. only ver- audio versions of things are going to be dropped well especially if we, especially if the three of us really need playthroughs on it you know what i mean like yeah. you got to give it time in between each in between each one even if like we're not going to beat the game because it's not like a movie we have to play a fucking game now right <laughs> like and i would think like you'd have to I mean, you guys could obviously chime in. It's going to be an episode a month, essentially, is what we're going to go for. But it's going to be a month full of content. Like, we're going to record what we're doing research-wise. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Dude, and that game was such a, like, he threw that, like, he sent it to us this morning, dude. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy fuck, man. I have Like, I remembered it. I never played it. But I was just like, wow, man, that's going that's going back to some days right there. Like it was one I always wanted to try too. Yeah, because like the the things, the the monsters, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they're like really disturbing. Mm-hmm. And it has the whole water aspect to it as well, yeah. which kind of adds people who have hydrophobia. It gives you it, so right. it's like yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Anyway, anyway, moving back to Jean Carpenter. Back with it. Yeah, uh, the film pays tribute to the work of seminal horror writer H.P. Lovecraft, with many references to his stories and themes. Its title is a play on the Lovecraft novella "At the Mountains of Madness," and insanity plays a great role in the film, as it does in Lovecraft's fiction. The opening scene depicts Trent's confinement to an asylum, with the bulk of the story told in flashback, a common technique of Lovecraft. References made to Lovecraftian settings and details, such as a character that shares the name of Lovecraft's Pickman family. Sutter Kane's novels have similar titles to H.P. Lovecraft stories. The Whisperer in the Dark is The Whisperer in the Darkness. The Thing in the Basement, The Thing on the Doorstep. Haunter Out of Time, Haunter of the Dark, slash The Shadow Out of Time, and The Hobbs End Horror, The Dunwich Horror. Uh, the later also referencing Hobbs End Underground Station from Quatermass in the Pit. Damn. Ah. So a lot of those titles were rips off, rip-offs of H.P. Lovecraft directly uh the mrs pickman yeah. creature was shot as a miniature originally it was a man in a suit prosthetic but john carpenter didn't find it convincing oh enough. hey do you have a note in there about the do- about the dolly creature oh yes um, okay uh the wall of monsters at the end was not several monsters being controlled individually instead it was one single special effect that was attached to a wheel-like wheelbase and it had to be pushed along with a crank during the filming of the scene the wall of monsters accidentally ran over greg nicotero's foot and he had to be taken to a nearby hospital <laughs> now we're we're talking about the one that's actually like chasing sam yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's very similar to the effect you would see in hellraiser 2 so no hellraiser 1 Hellraiser one with the, I, uh, yeah. I honestly thought that was just numerous creatures. I, I did thought, not realize yeah. that. I was... thought it was until I saw the this, the one in the in the kind of back, the largest one. Really, the way it was moving, and I was like, "Oh, that's a fucking dolly work." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, cool with it, and then I was like, "Oh, okay." So it's just the way that that thing was moving was such like a fucking straight line, and everything else was bouncing. I think it was bouncing because, like he said, everything was attached. Mm-hmm. Right. And I oh. think that was the main device. I mean, either way. It's still- <laughs> right. Those are always the worst moments in any game or anything like that, dude, when you're just stuck in a tunnel with yeah. no way to defend yourself. There's just like Resident no- Evil uh, perspective changes, fixed cameras, whatever they fucking switch them in the later games and you're Fuck. running back. Oh, Fuck dude, that. that's the worst, man. Because like... <laughs> 
That's where my ass always is just like, oh, 180, run into whatever's yep. killing. Like, no, 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 no. like, fuck, what the fuck? Don't do that. Uh, do it. Keep yeah. going, Poppy. Okay, John Carpenter has a brief cameo in the film as an asylum patient at the beginning of the film. When Trent is shouting, Ooh. I'm not insane throughout the asylum, the camera pans past Carpenter, who shouts, me neither. Oh, he's the first one. He's the first no one. No shit. He is notorious for going into his own movies for a small snippet. Dude, I feel like I need to definitely rewatch this now just for like the extra little stuff, not even like questioning the movie in itself. No shit. I, I personally love his non cameo cameo in the first Halloween, the scene where uh, Michael's hiding behind the hedge. Oh, yeah. And the, um... and the, the cigarette smoke is in the scene. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. Knew it. Exactly. <laughs> Lights around it and everything. <laughs> How does he do these things that quick? Because he is, he is sharp. He is sharp. Uh, the inscription on the doors to the black church reads, let these doors be sealed by our Lord God and let any who dare enter this unholy site be damned forever. Mm. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, right. Despite, be, despite being set in and with heavy reference to New York, Sam Neill speaks with his natural New Zealand accent, most notably when he says the word them in the opening of the film, emphasizing the E as an I. Yeah, I say you could hear yeah. his accent heavy in this movie. Me and TJ had a conversation about that just a little bit ago, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Dude, Sam Neill is so good in this movie. Uh, the dozens of monsters featured towards the end of the film were a combi combination of men in suits, animatronics, and a full-sized wall of creatures. It took over 30 people to operate the monsters. Jesus Christ. Okay, so if you're going to put that much time into it, we should have got more shots of it. Yeah. How much you want to bet there were more? They just couldn't. Who knows? I mean, like, I understand you want to kind of, like, you know, you don't want to give it too much, but I feel like they, they could have gave us a little bit more. I don't know. Yes, I'm surprised we didn't get more. It's it's kind of like Jacob's Ladder in that aspect. You only get a brief glimpse of. Things. Oh yeah, that movie kind of like that irks me about that movie too. Like it was a good movie, but but <laughs> it was a fucking weird movie. Yeah, it is. I haven't watched that in a fucking hot minute, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when Sutter Kane lets the monsters from the other side into our world, originally in the script, the entire town was sucked into the other side. When this proved to be too costly, an effects artist over at ILM recommended that instead he tears himself apart like paper. Hmm. Actually, that fits more because of the he's a novel writer. Right. That fits a little bit better to begin with for him. And I hate to say it, but we're going to have to discuss everybody's... Uh, interpretation of the ending we're gonna have to go into spoilers. i, I was kind of hoping we were going but, to. but let me finish i got a couple yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, at the end of the film when sam neill approaches the movie theater showing the meta film the following credits can be seen though some names are slightly blurred on the movie poster it says new line cinema presents a john carpenter film in the mouth of madness starring john trent linda styles jackson harglow written by michael deluca associate producer Artist W. Robinson, director of photography Barry, Gary B. Kibb, production designer Jeff Ginn, produced by Sandy King, director Gary of Carpenter. Gary Kibb, known for what else? Gore and more other films. What other Gore and more films has he done? I know he's uh, John Carpenter's B Squad, if you want to call him that, because everyone's B Squad to Gundy. Uh, just IMO, <laughs> you know? Uh, True. <laughs> got a point. If he had Cundy oh, on this, dude, this movie would have I don't been. think I don't think Cundy would literally he he probably just listen to this and just get the biggest chub because we suck him off harder than anyone. <laughs> oh he did he did, the they, live. he did they live. He did they live. He did they live. He did uh 
Prince Escape of Darkness. from L.A. Okay, so he has his own creds, but he's no Cundy, the beard. Yeah. Okay, so after Sutter Kane says, did I ever tell you my favorite color is blue? It's realized that throughout the entire movie, whenever an actor has a close-up, their eyes are blue, proving Sutter Kane's power. Hmm. Actually, that I did not notice. Well, it's not only they have blue eyes, but they like have those weird, like, double, double, yeah. Yeah. double vision almost. Double vision. Great, too. <laughs> all right, so that's all I got on behind-the-scenes stuff, guys. All right. Okay, so put that curtain back, and let's get on with the show. Uh, so things are kind of different. We actually don't do Johnny's question anymore. We leave that for the end. Uh, what format? And how, And uh, did you watch it on? I did Amazon Video. Did the old HD Rantel. Correct. Yep. Same here. But I, I think I might pick up the uh, Scream Factory release. Ooh, very nice. Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice at all. What, how'd you say it, Bobby? On demand. Of course. <laughs> you That's Bobby's go-to. Demand. I know, man. Hey, if it ain't there, then I go elsewhere. Right. No, man. And I noticed on Prime, too, it was cheaper than usually. It was only $2.99, not the $3.99. I don't know why. And for the yeah, high def. I, I know, it was the same price, standard def and high def. Yeah, it was... I was like, okay, cool, sweet. <laughs> this would be a nice one to pick up, though, because I would like to rewatch it for sure. Not only the quality that, was more like, well, not only that, I'm sure on that screen factory, there's got to be some really good shit on there. Right. Yeah, man, I thought the audio was good. I thought the quality was clean as hell. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Did I did I bring up the diploma bullshit that I that I figured out? The dress no. to kill bullshit that I talked about? Dress to kill, no. So the the American release of Brian De Palma's uh, Jallo slasher noir classic, uh, Dress to Kill, the Region A Blu-ray is Blu-ray is only mono audio. Shitty, right? And it's Criterion, Chad. Suck that one. <laughs> <laughs> How Criterion. Riddle me that, Batman. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Of all fucking films, Brian De Palma's. Yeah. Weird. That's very weird. You think? So, uh, who would we say is the DB of the movie? It's the douchebaggery. Be honest with you. Right. Like, or, or the. Or the the girl Styles. Yeah, but was it really her fault if she was written that way? That's true. No, that's kind of a tough call. I mean, can we really call anybody the douche of the movie? I mean, Sutter would. I would have to say Sutter just because he's the one who opened the doors. I mean, yeah. Trent. Yeah, but Trent was kind of a d bag at the beginning of the movie too. So. Trent definitely has some fucking women issues. That is. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know what? You could almost say he would. In normal circumstances, he would be the douchebag in this, like in the, you know, whatever realm we're talking. Okay, so so in the beginning of the movie, when he's talking to that guy, he's uh, invest doing the insurance investigating. Oh, ooh, can I side note even on that scene real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That I guy. Blow my nose. I'll be back. Blow it, baby. Blow it hard. Blow it so right. that guy who was he was interrogating, like sweating yeah. his ass off. He's been in They Live. He was in. Prince, uh, Prince of Darkness, and was he in anything else, Carpenter? 
Melee. I don't know, but that's why he looks so fucking familiar. Bro, so if literally they had him in the thing, he would have been in all three Apocalypse movies, though. That would have been great. Right? <laughs> like, that would have been the weird common flow. Yeah. Is just that weird, that dude. Escape from L.A., this. Yeah, well, because there's a lot of actors in this movie that I recognized from. Like, so the guy in uh, interviewing Trent like the doctor that comes when Trent's in the cell, I was just like, oh shit, that's, that's the fucking scientist from TMN2. Real quick, he was the original choice for Freddy Krueger. Yeah? yeah. Ooh, that would have been interesting. But I liked him as a scientist it, in TMNT too. He, so. That guy's been in a lot of things too. David right. Warner, the Omen was at one of his first ones, I think. Yeah, that's true. But it was just funny because like I was just like every... And then obviously you got... So, okay, where do you guys recognize the old lady from behind the counter from? Because she's been in a million fucking things. Happy Gilmore for you. Really? Yeah, his grandmother. Chad, really? God damn it. I figured you would have been with me. Dude, Seinfeld. Give me the bag, you old lady. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, she's the fucking... Yeah! And then she shows up at fucking Del Boca Vista later on in the series. The marbled rye lady. (laughs) Yep. She's the fucking marble rye lady, dude. Like, my my wife and I were laughing our ass off because when she showed up, that's the first thing I said. I was like, give me the bag, you old lady. (laughs) Oh, shut up, you old bag. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Shut up, you old bag. Yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, shit. So many good things, dude. (laughs) Feel better now, Poppy? Nice and clean? Yeah. uh, I forgot to take my allergy meds, and I was leaking. Oh, hey! Oh, I thought I, I thought you sounded off, but no. Uh, okay, so going back, he's he's doing the insurance investigation. He's talking to the guy, and then afterwards, he's saying, you know, he was talking to the guy's wife. Yes, and she was like really, really nice to him, really interested in him. Um, do you think he slept with the guy's wife? I totally you know think he did. Dude. I would have that because I thought that too. Because I'm like, he really knows. There was that tone in his voice, like he was just like, "Yeah, I totally slid her the D because I yeah, let her I know he that you were cheating." <laughs> in which case, I would have to give douche the movie to Trent. Like I said, dude, in any other c- circumstance, I feel like he would be kind of the douche, dude. Check just, the louder chat. He's just. Oh this god! This just happened in real time. I just got the confirmation. Oh shit! You're gonna have to add me back to that, by the way, dude. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Anyways, oh, uh, you guys are gonna have to clue me in on this. Oh, I got a dog. Uh, my Who's mom just puppy? went and finished the deposit on it. Aw, yeah. Aw, I know it's a little blurry, but it's a puppy. Have fun with that, brother. <laughs> oh man, the potty training of a puppy. I do not miss that. I got to tell you, man, we got really lucky with our dog. There was like no problems whatsoever. Yeah. It's good. Like there was maybe two or three accidents since we got him, and that was it. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's so really where, uh, where are we at, guys? So we were at Douchebag. Yeah. We're still, we're still discussing that. We're still discussing that because, as Chad mentioned, Trent can honestly be the lead for Douchebag given, <laughs> circum- given the circumstances. Like, Okay, if shit really wasn't freaking out and he was still acting the way he was, just like punching bitches and shit, <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, when he told the when he told the old lady from Seinfeld to fucking fuck off, I died <laughs> laughing, dude. <laughs> yo, 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 who was that David Cronenberg 
generic looking motherfucker. Was he the guy from Silence of the Lambs? Are you talking about the guy who? Wait, which one? The one that has the head that's shaped like this. What the fuck? He's talking about name? the guy that was in the cell, the doctor that is interviewing him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. The guy that's like, he plays that normal fucking insane asylum guy. John Glover? Is that his name? Yeah. um, What's his name? Lionel Luther from Smallville. Yeah, that's his name. Oh, my God. He was also uh, the bad guy's dad in fucking Shazam. (laughs) And. too. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Clamp. Thank you. Yeah, he got it on with the gremlin, dude. He was the first guy. No, 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 guy that was the other guy. That was the other guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, he wasn't he in this, dude? Wasn't he the guy with the fucking weird hair? He was also in the movie Scrooge. Like, right in the beginning? <laughs> yes, he was, dude. And I love that movie. That is literally my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Bobby out of nowhere with the Christmas knowledge for somebody that hates it so much. Hey, man. He I does not hate Scrooge, man. Oh. Listen, no. I can't. The fucking Brody. <laughs> he just punched with the face. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, douche of the movie. Yeah. Trent. I'm just gonna go with Trent because as much as it is like he could be, shouldn't be with. Eh, he's got an attitude, which I like. Fair oh. enough. Yeah. He was pretty douchebaggery, even though shit was going down. All right. So are we gonna... kill motherfuckers. Ooh. We only really saw two deaths in this. Yeah. And they were both like. I do like the crowd yeah. axing. The crowd axing is pretty fucking sweet. The le- yeah, that was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I did forget about that. I, you know, I'm gonna go with that, even though even though that was like a dream. I think I'll go with that one. Chad, I like oh, your here. Captain America shirt. Thanks, man. See. Right. Yeah. What do we got? What, what, what are we repping today? We got gutter garbs up there with Amon. Yeah, and then know. we got the Walmart special with Day Dre. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> good old seven dollars. Hey man, I saw that and I was like, "There's a Jaws one too, my dude." <laughs> I saw that, but they didn't have any uh, big boy sizes anymore. It's uh, just mediums and larges. I was like, "Damn." Hey, I was thinking today. You know, it'd be a really cool joints and joystick shirt. It saw that T Public can do front and back. What if we did like a Dead Space homage shirt and it says uh, USS Ishimura Mining Crew and on the back we have the health bar? Ooh. Yeah, that'd be rad, right? That would be pretty rad. I feel like yeah. the health bar would almost have to also look like a bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny as shit. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So to carry on with this, favorite kill. Ah, man, it's tough. I guess. I... Can I say I'm going to say the old lady killing her husband? I mean, it's we get a lot of axe chopping in this movie. Yeah, we do. Regardless of the kills. But I like that one just because she was a weird tentacle monster. Rest in peace to that poor diner window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> that fucking diner didn't stand a chance. I'm going to agree with Johnny on this one. The old lady. Yeah. Squid lady. Squid Lady. She had the octopus wall. We got a lot of cool locations in this film. Yes, we yeah, we did. We got a video store. That's awesome. That's rad as fuck. We got a video store in 90s four. That's fucking rad. Dude, Wait, all- where was the video? Where was the video store? Isn't that where that kid what saw him? Or is that a bookstore? That was a book that was a bookstore. Yeah, that's right. Oh, when he was his eyes were already bleeding after fucking reading yeah. like the first page. It oh happens. man. Yeah, right. 
Well, they you said never you, re- know. you never read a Lovecraft book, like. Listen, dude, I don't know about you, but that just happens when I read anything for more than five fucking minutes. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's why they make movies. <laughs> Anybody favorite kill? Anybody that hasn't commented yet? No, I, like I said, old lady. Squidipus. Squidipus, excuse me? Squidipus. <laughs> Best scene, motherfuckers. Hmm. Oh. I do like that, uh, that, that like, whole effect of the uh the like the page ripping and it being like yeah it's really cool all oh, the doorway like him yeah. ripping it yeah yeah that's pretty gnarly i think it's my cool favorite concept i think my scene is uh when he keeps going back into town and running into the mob no matter what <laughs> he tries yeah like i'm glad he stopped at 3 cuz i was like all right we're done here <laughs> But the Holy Trinity, he couldn't go anymore after that. Right. I'm glad he did ram through them after that, but I'm surprised he almost stopped for Styles because I figure he'd like he would have gave up on her at that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she was already like completely insane. So. Right. And that was already after he like duffed her and she tried to eat the keys, wasn't it? Like yeah. He, mm-hmm. And I think that was like the third duffing. <laughs> not Dude, he hit her up. A- bunch in this movie man. if you want to like, if you want to see a movie where there's an excessive amount of slapping of faces the editor that movie is yeah. a, that movie's entire like a homage to jalo films so every time like a character greets another character it's oh hello and they slap each other it's fucking, dude, funny i can't shit. watch that i'll be in tears the whole fucking time yeah. I'm crying dude like there's the dinner scene where they greet each other and they they, they each take turns smacking the shit out of each other that's gonna see, be us. See, listen, say what you want, man. That is like my favorite thing in any slapstick comedy is a good old face slap. And a cool thing about that movie, like a fourth of it was shot with DSLR cameras. DS L hmm? R. Oh, what? <laughs> sorry, what? I'm sorry, what's Keep it going. Keep it going. So Keep it going. Did everybody stay seen? No, I I am actually gonna say the actual ending of the film when he goes into Ooh. watch in the mouth of madness. The whole I guess was, uh, combination to it. Okay. My favorite when he's running away from the monsters. That was sweet. I just wish you got more monster shot. I know. But <laughs> like Mick said, you spent thirty thousand dollars on your giant rubber monster. And you're gonna show it for five fucking seconds. Well, yeah, that's the point of horror, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but still, like, give me more. <laughs> like, I'm not even asking for like full on like. Like, give me some like crazy, gross, just like slimy shots. You know what I mean? Like, before you show like the whole monster. So I don't know. A lot of times, the reason they don't show the whole thing or show it me a little bit is more. because is because it can't be pulled off very convincingly. Fair enough. That's yeah, why you I'll only get brief glimpses. A couple of pictures of the monsters in the chats in a couple of minutes. So keep going. Yeah. Nice. All right. TJ, and you said for your best scene. Didn't I say it already? You said monsters. Uh, Bob no, said monsters. Bob said, said monsters. You said. Fuck! What did I say? I don't think you said anything. I don't uh, think you've chosen yet, sir. Choose wisely. Fucking armpits it's here that I'll help. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> uh, it's all them crosses. It is. Yeah, they're burning. Right? They, they, they're irritating my skin. There's this weird uh, natural burn. Just it burns. It burns. I'm trying to think. Right? 
I'd have to say, uh, no, I did say that. I did say my best scene, assholes. I said it was the tearing effect. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, oh, you yeah, okay. totally yeah. fucking did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Opening scene is. Yeah. Uh, the opening scene is him getting dragged into the insane asylum and kicking the guy yeah. in the nuts. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> With a really so, yeah, cool it's, it's, shot of the just the fucking hallway and just like how monstrous it is like and depressing i guess <laughs> you see the long corridor of fucking doors but that dude okay so let me ask you the dude in the beginning with the hair that looked like he stuck his finger in an electric socket wasn't he the dude from fucking gremlins too yes okay the new batch the new oh, batch speaking speaking of that billy's coming back and i promise you that <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I watched Black Christmas last night, and I was oh. I was so inspired. As soon as that she picked up that phone, I was like, oh, I missed you. <laughs> oh, I missed you. <laughs> oh, man. I know, dude. It's been, it's been a year. He, he messaged me about it, and he's like, oh, Billy's coming back. I'm like, you know, I'm not sure if that was my favorite voice of yours or it was the inbred cannibal redneck. <laughs> that one sounds a lot. What movie did I use that on? Wasn't was it that... The Hills Have Eyes? I think it was. Okay. Okay. I think I was trying to talk like Bruno's brother. Uh, what is it? Pluto's Jupiter? brother. Yeah. Yeah. Jupiter. <laughs> oh, oh shit. So, one, one of these days, I'll go back and make a montage of all the fucking voices I've used. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need a montage. Rings home. Gonna need a mountain. All right. <laughs> so, so opening scene, uh, I would say yes for sure. We get nut kick. That definitely hooked me in. Yeah, I kind of set the tone for the movie and introduced you to the character, like the character you're about to like witness. You know, be oh. driven into the mouth of madness. Just saying. Right. So. And I love the meta ness of this whole movie of just like they don't give a flying fuck. Like titles all in there. Like, all I could think of was that Peter Griffin thing. It was like, I love when they say the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> Every time I see a movie where they do that, I look at my wife and she knows exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> you're just going to say, you're like, hey, Lois. <laughs> hey, Lois. <laughs> oh, shit. So we are on to the uh, biggest question. Best tits, hottest girl, best dick. Jurassic Park. I'm going to have to give Sam Neill for the most handsome. Yeah. And I'm going to have to give uh, fucking what's-her-tits there for... She was pretty hot until she got all technically. Yeah, she was all right. Listen, man, I like the dark-haired women, so... I I do, too, but that's an all right. She's no Bev D. I was just going to say that. (laughs) I was just going to say that. Damn it. But no, yes, I there's women in these movies, but there's nobody as reckless and as slutty as Bev D. <laughs> I, I don't know. We've seen some pretty slutty ones. Reckless. Nobody I leaves think... their kidney beaten by bears. Okay, I'll give you that. I will, gi- I will give you that. But I, I think we've seen sluttier. But leaves their kids to be eaten by bears to run and get dick. And get dick. <laughs> and <laughs> while she's working out, she's just letting him play in the fucking lake. Like, in the fucking lake. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she's kind watching him, but not really. Like she's over here, like I want to get some. Don't worry about the kid. That's why she's working out so hard, man. She's just ready. She's just on that. Hey, no. Steve's here doing the you best know, that he is. Right? I mean, I'm late. 
the shitty part is there are actual lot of women around here that are like that mother wise. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> TJ can, can attest to that. That yeah, I'm bad. sure there's a lot of girls in New Bethlehem that are late with their period. Oh, boom, boom. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> what? But yeah, she's no Bev D. No. Yeah. That is. Uh, so uh, did you know score. one of these days? Oh, one of these sorry. days, we're gonna have to sit here and do a retrospect to find out who was the hottest slash best tits out of any movie that we've reviewed. Oh God. Oh man, dude. I, I mean, right off the bat, I'm gonna have to say the redhead from Bordello of Blood, but that's just because she's like Jesus mm. Christ. What? Oh, we haven't done <laughs> Okay, for one, we haven't done Sorority House Massacre that has two porn stars in it. Fair. So we've all seen Listen, it. I'm just saying, like, out of all the ones we did, that she was the first one that popped in my head. I don't know. I think that's a Jim Wonorski film, isn't it, Chad? What's that? Sorority House Massacre. I believe that's the same as uh that's, this. That's- It'd be the same series as uh, Slumber Party. Ooh. It'd be the slash the massacre. That's, that sounds that sounds like it could be right. Yeah. But Gremlin Eve Painter would know a Winoski film. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a question for the Ghoulies and Flush guys. You just released episode three. Shout out to uh nice. those gents. Hell yeah. Big cocks and accents over there. You know so, what? Uh, big you know what else? What? You should look at. You should look for their merch, dude, because they got some pretty sweet merch. Yeah, their merch is pretty cool. So, who else would have some pretty sweet merch that we could possibly talk oh, about? Yeah, who would? Merch. He was like, "You fuckers! You didn't even <laughs> <laughs> put your glasses on, everybody." Oi, boy, you fucking love yeah, this one. <laughs> you don't. You want to know why you look like a drop boy? Well, that's because you're not wearing any Project Ladder merch, you fucking goddamn lousy son of a bitch. How about you do us all a goddamn favor? Parker, pull your fucking head in. Visit the website over at projectlouder.net. Click on the merch tab, and most of all, tell yourself you're sick of looking like an asshole. Grab some of that merch, treat yourself to a nice cold frothy, and start being the mad cunt we both know you truly are before I stab you in the face with a soldering iron. I was hoping John would pick up why I took his video off there. Oh, I was picking up what you put down. Oh no, are you guys fucking bringing back the kettle chips? What? No! Oh, yeah, pretty girls. <laughs> Do you like spooky things and horror movies? Keep doing what I'm doing. Stuff for you. <laughs> Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, buffs, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide-ranging selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. (laughs) Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? Well, let me tell you. Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. Malcolm so head on over to ProjectLouder.net <laughs> and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. Graveyard Classics, 
horror-themed tees and posters, professional in-house screen printing, and clay prints. Powered by Deathstyle Art and Graphics. Go see what you can dig up over at GraveyardClassics.net. Come on now to Mask by Lance. Premium Friday the 13th custom-made hockey mask. Down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. And we're back. That was a message from your proud sponsors of the Gormore Podcast and the Project Louder Podcasting Network. So on with episode 113 of the Gormore Podcast, of course. So moving on to favorite character. So (laughs) Um, I know know John's favorite. Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane's pretty cool. So There's Johnny's favorite. <laughs> Vigo the Carpathian, baby. Oh, I, he is I, like the buzzing of flies to you. <laughs> <laughs> Although he couldn't even handle his fucking daughter in this one. She knifed his face. <laughs> oh, this gentleman's a little bit right. Yeah. <laughs> as, as soon as I saw him on screen, like, he is Vigo. Yeah, right. He is Vigo. <laughs> <laughs> I went like to the, the buzzing of flies to him. I went to the whole same spiel, dude. <laughs> I first saw this, I'm like, I know that fucking face. And I Bro. watched those two, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like he's got his hair back in the first scene he's in, but then in the later scene when it's down, it's like if you weren't sure before, you definitely sure there. Oh yeah. He was he was definitely suffering from some Carpathian kitten loss in this movie. Oh, hardcore. Happens to the rest of us, man. <laughs> Vigo. Dude, I'm not going to lie, man. That movie, when he was the big head over the slime when I was a little kid, that used to scare the shit out of me, dude. Like, it was pretty like creepy. That, that first scene, too, when his head bubbles out, dude, and like, and Janos is just like, he's oh, trying yeah. to just, yeah. No, and he doesn't even notice. Like, he was just like flirting with Dana and she walks away, dude, and then the head bubbles out to look at Janos. Like, I don't know, man. That shit used to always creep me out as a fucking kid, dude. But, anyways. What is your uh, favorite characters, gentlemen? I said mine. I said mine. Yeah, he did. He said Sutter Kane. Yeah. Sutter Kane. Was, uh, what was coming out of Sutter Kane's head there, by the way, when he was uh, touching up all on what's-her-name there? Was, it was that some kind of monster thing? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, was that? I just didn't know if it was like his own form, but like. Well, it was a little head pod, right? It was a little head pod, right? I didn't know if it was also maybe a nod to um, what the hell is the old dude that it's an old story, but the guy that was born with two heads. Oh, like yeah, I know. The head told him like to do demonic shit and everything like that, supposedly. Wasn't that Harry Potter? What? You know what? It might Yes, be- actually, but not what I was speaking of. There's it a- might be a tumor. It, it it's might not be. a tumor. It's Thank not- you. At all. <laughs> uh, okay. Fucking scary. Okay. <laughs> scary. I just I just noticed what Brody said there at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong, and there's no way that Lance can prove it. It's simple as that. So Lance, if you're listening, bro, you probably should. If you don't, you suck. Uh like Explain to your loyal customers why, like, these fucking raffles are rigged as, like, shit, man. Like, I'm sure there's, like, I mean, it has to be some sort of conspiracy. 
I don't know. I, I would doubt that, but then there was that time both the Cabin 13 boys won. So You know what it was? What was it? It was the it, it was the mail in uh it was the mail in voting. <laughs> it was the mail it, it was it was the mail in spots. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't win. Fuck. <laughs> Bobby, your 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 spot hasn't just arrived there yet. That's why it was never put in. Well, then it was signed up as one of the other guys' spots. Uh, they're padding the spots with dead people. <laughs> the sexist Illuminati. <laughs> no, I put in the girl from the current living dead. Oh, Fucking God. dead. Yes. Okay, Thank guys. You, Thank you, Scoobs. Edward Mordrake. <laughs> That's who it was. Was it scary, guys? I'd say this movie uh, was probably one of the scarier films we've actually watched on this show. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, definitely a mental mind fuck. Uh huh. So yes, I would. I think it's uh, described as a more of a psychological film to begin with, mm-hmm. right? Like it's definitely not, and I, I don't think. I mean, normally we, we tend about... to deal with physical things on this on the show, yeah. right? And that usually doesn't blemish us too bad. So uh, does it hold up today? I'd say it does rather yeah. well. Especially Absolutely. being a 95 film, right in like right before the treachery that is everything that Chad dreads and hates. Uh, this film really uh, stands uh, stands out in a time where horror really wasn't shining. No, that's a that's a very true statement. <laughs> I mean, you think mid 90s horror, man, that's a weird. Again, we don't really have to get into it. <laughs> hey, you know what though? Well, no, that was '97. I was like, listen, man, I still like Wishmaster, even though that was weird '90s horror. But Wishmaster's okay. Yeah, that's '97. That was later '90s. So, but so yeah, anyway, I would say yeah. acting, good or bad. I would oh, say very good. Sam, Neil, very good, really phenomenal, spot on. Loved working mm-hmm. very much in this film. Yeah, I mean. Said so it's one of his favorite people to work with. Nice. He definitely brought his A game, that's for sure. Yeah, cinematography, again, it was a Gary Kibb film. Uh he does really, really good work. It it again, he does uh pretty good translations of what the, the story I mean. Every shot's yeah. pretty well done. There's actually some really cool shots in there. And there's a lot of dimensional things and inner workings and wall breaking going on in this film so it's kind of hard to capture that within a shot but i think it was pulled off rather exceptionally well and i think that this is probably one of the more trickier films to do that so kudos to old kibber you're still not a cundy but i'd say yeah uh, you earned your place in the gordon Morse uh, hall of fame uh, cinematographers so. would you would you consider him great value cundy or maybe a step above that i say a step above all these oh. <laughs> wow I was going to go A and P. <laughs> hey, man, I love all these. So, I mean, that's not like, really. It's a... probably the same quality as Cundy, but like you ain't taking them home in a bag. They ain't giving you a bag at the door. Like it's just, like, it's, yeah. it's just inconvenienced at this point. He didn't do all the cool shit that Cundy did. That's so it's like diet. Fact. It's like diet Cundy. Yeah, it's Zero diet Cundy. Kib is diet Cundy. It's Dr. Kib and diet Cundy. It's, uh, <laughs> first of all i love doctor <laughs> can we have that shirt now thank you please dr kib dr kib 
I do it. like that. That's a good one. <laughs> Nobody would understand that except for <laughs> <you know. laughs> what? No, that's it. Uh, fucking a. So premise, boys. The premise of this is again, it's Lovecraftian as yeah. fuck. It is fourth wall breaking. It's got some fucking swerves, some Sam Alamalon swerves, and some fourth it's a wall mind, It's a mind fuck of a movie, so it's fantastic. I love- and now this will be the time where we talk about like how our, we interpret the ending. I want to say that simply he ends up in the mouth of madness. He the movie ends with him in the mouth of madness. I would definitely say it's the movie that ends with him in the reality that is not a reality, but now it is. So my question, I guess, I have a question for you, gentlemen, is and what would go along with this what we're talking about? Is it? Does he really exist, or was he actually truly just written? He was just written. That's my interpretation, and I finally it finally clicked, especially in this viewing, because she is telling him throughout the movie exactly what happened. It all happens Correct. exactly the way she says. Yeah, and she told him that they were just characters in the book, and Sutter Kane told him they were just characters in the book, and at the end, when he's sitting there watching in the mouth of madness and seeing his own life playing out, it finally occurs to him right. that he literally just a character in a book. And that's, and that's why, why he cracked. Yes. Right. And that's, I, I'm still kind of like, I want to, I feel like it's that it's supposed to be that, but I'm still not sure if it's just, maybe he slipped into this weird fucking reality to where he was real, but because like Sutter Kane has been like tweaking this reality yeah. this whole time. Again, like, it, it's, it's what the new Goosebumps movies does. Yeah. But okay, I, I, here's here's why I think that he was just a character because, and I believe it's was it when they were driving to find Hobbs End or like like right before that, and she's telling him that if the if the world reversed and the insane people outnumber the sane people, then the yes. sane people would be the ones that are institutionalized, and that's literally exactly what happens at the end of the film. That is true. So okay, I totally understand that. I mean, I. I interpret it as he was real, and then he became right. Like that's kind of how I felt. I, I I I don't think he was ever real. Uh, let's ask Brody. What do, What do you think? That uh, yeah. What is your? Because you or, mentioned the swerve at the end. I mean, Scoob watched do. Is this? It's his reality is the alternate reality to his reality is only the things that is written for him. Yeah. His exactly. char- his character and his personality only goes as far as it is written for him everything that he perceives and sees is written for him so the 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 brief glimpse at actual reality that we get whenever he transitions into the real world is then clouded by his then forcefully introduced existence into our world that again isn't really shown to us until near the end of the uh, yeah does that make sense I mean, that's why I mean that that's why he's so good at what he does in the beginning because yes, you know yes. he's written so perfectly mm-hmm. in order to be able to, and that's why I wanted. Now that we kind of do this new format of like the bigger questions at the end, which is you know is nice, like that's why I, I, that was my yeah. Question. This is interdimensional television, pretty right. much, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> this is the Rick and Morty episode. This is that. This is that movie that makes you go, oh shit! So. Uh, well, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. So, Recycle, rewind, or remake, boys? Rewind. rewind. Oh, yeah, rewind it. Rewind. No reason. It's, it's, no like reason Brody not said, to. Like Rosie said, it's a masterpiece. No need to remake it. 
Yep. Yeah, Ari Aster can do it, and everybody can call it a masterpiece. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck. No. This, this comes from my, my revelation that uh, your precious Midsummer is nothing but Spinal Tap Wicker Man, and you can't change my mind. Dude, it is fucking literally Wicker Man. Like, everyone raves oh. about it, and it's like, no, it's been done before. No. Like, fuck you, know you. Who ra- you know who raves about it? Fucking, it, there's a certain woman that raves about it, and I'm, I probably might lose some people here. It, it, it is, dude. Like, that movie sucked. It was boring. It was dumb. And I Don't actually watch Wicker Man. It's better. It's more enjoyable. I've heard, I'd actually, I've heard so many people say it's boring. Wait, wait. Not, not Nick Cage, Wicker Man. I talk, I'm talking OG 70s Wicker Man. Yeah. Like that shit was good. That shit was good. And the reason why I have Midsummer on DVD, I, I got it for her birthday, but the actress is really good. I understand the modern appeal. I totally understand, but I don't think it's as good as people say it is, only because it's nothing but what that is. Yo, all I'm going to say is the boyfriend in that movie was totally misrepresented and was played out to be a douche, but really it was just like, yo, man. Imagine if you were trying to bail out in a relationship and then that shit literally happened. You couldn't fucking bail on a woman whose family just got killed and sh- you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it, and dude, they drug him. They make him have sex with that little girl, dude. Like, so essentially they rape him. Like, that Wicker dude's... man on spinal tap. Yeah, literally that dude is fu- <laughs> fuck that whole movie. And they're just like, yeah, get him, girl. Like, it, no, fuck that whole fuck that whole movie, dude. I have uh, overrated overrated moving on probably won't ever do it so boys no. we all can agree that we're going to rewind for this for days yes so let's crack Definitely. open into that sweet sweet rating chadwick break out the notebook baby i'll break out the calendar bobby and Monet, let's uh let's start with you you handsome bastard huh he said oh I, I, you cut out there okay i, I couldn't hear john like he's talking to a bucket Let's four see. Point. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Chadwick, I'm gonna go John. I'm gonna give it a four point five. I'll give it a four. Nice. So that is a Gordmore score of four point four. <laughs> that sounds about right. And yeah. Brody, if it has Locked anything to do with answer. Hereditary, I don't give a shit about that either. Yeah. Hereditary was little. Hereditary was I, literally a stealing of fucking paranormal activity story. It was blow bullshit. it up. I, yeah, I do like Hereditary, but not like to the level of oh my god, it's so good. I, I like it for what it nah, is. You want to watch a good modern horror film? Go watch Haunt and Blood Vessel. Done. Dude, I do Haunt. need to see Blood Vessel. That looks really fucking good. I love Haunt. Oh, oh. how was how was Trick? Trick is ass ass. Yes. Yeah. Omar Ooh. Etz is sweet. Jamie Kennedy's sweet, but it tries too hard. Okay, fair Ooh. enough. That it, it, Yeah, I don't know. It's Wait, which I know how to feel with that. Trick was yeah. like another okay. Halloween-esque one where like shit goes down at a party. Yeah, um, it's uh, it has a huge body count, but it's it's not the best. You know, another movie I watched that I also feel the same way was Nick Cage's new one, uh Color Out of Space. I, I think that it was just hang on a sec, guys. Let me right back. It's just Mandy did it better. And everything that that yes. film did better. And uh, I, the movie's a good Lovecraft adaptation, but it's not as good as Mandy. It has everything I, that, that, that that's going on in Mandy. So yeah, but it, it, and there was just, I don't know. I didn't like Nick Cage in it as much as I liked him in Mandy. Like his freakouts in this one. And granted, I know everybody was trying to like tweak out. You know, like is tweaking from the alien and shit like that. 
and I it's kind of fitting also with this episode too. <laughs> it was another fucking Lovecraftian movie, but like I feel like they literally just paid Nick Cage for that movie for his two freakouts. They were like, we just need Nick Cage's like pure craziness for like two. I mean, if, if the job's there and there's a perfect guy to fill it, I mean, uh, yo, the I dude went it. bankrupt, man. He's got to get that. He's got to fucking. I have that movie primal that he did. It's uh Nick cage, a leopard and him on a boat. And it's fucking awesome. It's rad. Yeah. I, I bought it on DVD. I, I'm well, Blu-ray actually. I bought it on Blu-ray for five bucks. It's fucking super fun to watch. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so go ahead, Jay. just to recap, we did, we did say 4.4 for this movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Puppy. Okay. okay. I had to go back out and get my, notes. so no, guys, I will transition us into the end of the sequel era. Well, the end of this uh, year. So the last yeah. four episodes of this year will be our Christmas picks, allowing yep. us to full transition into season three. Like I said, the real full transition was was Bloodhook on. will be at the beginning of season three. And then uh, we will now begin Christmas movies and then transitioning into uh, the part threes of films and then next year's picks. And then, Chad, you want to reveal the uh, the secrets themes of the picks for next year i could do that actually that's another reason i went out there so i had each of us and bobby i still need your picks by the way buddy yes. uh, so <laughs> so we each needed bobby looks so zomb- confused a zombie movie a werewolf movie a horror comedy and a movie from the 70s 80s 90s the 2000s and the 2010s mm. okay how many did you need from me again right now eight total um just get them to me whenever buddy yes so those will be the movies moving on for next year, and then we will so we, mix those with our picks that we have already done for the sequels. Uh, does anybody want? Do you want me to reveal the movies we have so far? Or do you want to keep it secret? Uh, we could probably talk about a couple of our picks. So uh, after, oh, let's talk about our Christmas picks first. So next yeah, episode yeah, yeah. is Christmas Evil, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Which okay, so we will get to see mommy uh, doing a little bit more than kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. And that'll be fucking rad, Chad. I think this is a Chadwick Christmas pick. Is this your pick, Chad? Yeah, actually, it is. Please. And you can find I'm, this. I've on never Voodoo. seen it, so you can yeah, find it on Voodoo free, free right now, and it's also yeah. on Hulu, Amazon, Showtime, all the other good shit. So not a hard one. Fine. After that, uh, the following week we have Silent Night Silent 2012. Night remake. Okay, yeah. so we have the remake of uh, the second episode of Goran War. Yeah. This is going to be fun. This is a modern film, and it's it's definitely different from uh, the other films in the franchise. Fun fact: Brian Yuzna direct, uh, not directed, but produced and directed uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night four and five. Ooh, yes. Anyway, uh, uh, and then, then the week after that, we have is it two thousand six's Black Christmas? Correct. Yes. Okay, so Billy will be making a return. Well, the character <laughs> of Billy with my voice. Mm-hmm. And we will be getting a breakout that could rival one of Nick Cage's. And then finishing off the Christmas season, we have Johnny's pick, Rare Exports. Rare Exports. Going with a little foreign pick there. Yeah. Have you guys seen that yet? I have not. I, I, I watched it last year for the first time. I hope you guys enjoy it. I think you will. Uh, I think that was a 2011, if I'm not mistaken. But, Yeah. And that's that's an anthology movie, right? No, 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 not. No. It is oh. a Krampus. It's another Krampus movie, Kinda. but a totally different style Krampus. 
It's okay, like people thought... working at a fucking like a uh, shipping station, right? Okay, no. Cool. It's a uh, family in the family in like the Norwegian fucking. Oh, wilderness. that's right. Now I remember. Yeah. yeah, but there is. You're thinking about their part because so like there's a whole building thing on the mountain. That, that's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I don't want to talk anymore because we'll do that in four weeks. Okay. So moving on into January, what does January look like, Chad? I don't think I we, haven't written this. I say we I don't have. have okay. So what will be the theme for January? Uh, well, Ooh. do you want to start with our werewolf or zombie? How do you, how do you guys want to do this? Boys, oh, we're we can doing full that chunks, now. huh? Are we doing our werewolf or zombie picks first? Does anybody got a coin? Werewolf. werewolf. So what of our right, werewolf it is out of our werewolf picks or move? Yeah. What, what are they? I would say if we have underworld in there and that's not the transition, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that would be up to Bobby because, uh, Johnny picked American werewolf in London. You're welcome. By the way, TJ has an excellent pick for a werewolf movie. <gasps> what? Monster Squad. Ooh. Nice. Wolf mascot darts. Yeah, and, dude. That didn't even come on my radar when he said that. I didn't think about it either until he said oh, that. And then I. So good. And I picked the howling for the <laughs> sweet old frontal shot. Which yeah. that was actually going to be my first pick, but Chad already claimed that one. So, and not to not to sway Bobby's vote. But it actually almost kind of fit in with TJ's pick. I was potentially going to pick Wolf Cop, but because our, <laughs> but because ah, our, you wait, baby, you wait. We're getting some fucking. Uh, wait for my zombie pick. Okay. Uh, I, well, I was gonna say I had to give it. I finally hit because uh, Heather's been fucking bugging us for about almost a year now for that. So I, I would give it up for. By that. the way, TJ, which one is your zombie pick? Because technically, uh, huh? He's got a. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to reveal it all. Actually, no. My my comedy pick, my comedy, oh, pick, comedy is, pick can't also be a zombie flick technically. Oh yeah, what, yeah. What was yeah. your comedy pick? All my Did films he, have I, zombies in them. Every single fucking film I picked is zombie centric. Are you going what we talked about before? What you were thinking? Your theme for your they're own? All, they're all fucking Romero. Every fucking film, I even the crazies, even that. the crazies. You're like you did the crazies. We're doing the crazies remake is too. That's my 2010s pick. Oh, that's what you... Okay, because I was going to say... Romero produced it. Romero produced it. I could still fucking do it. I was going to say, I thought I picked 70s. Okay, okay. Can I just... Do you want me to just go over the list that we all have? Do it. Fuck it. Why not? Okay. Big Johnny's pick for for a zombie, Night of the Creeps. Werewolf, American Werewolf in London. Comedy, Stan Helsing. (laughs) 70s. 70s, The Crazies. 80s, Creep Show. 90s, Tremors. 2000s, The Hills Run Red. And the 2010s, the void. I'm that may be subject to change, but I still That's do love it. That, that is a very strange movie. Yeah. Okay, so DJ's picks, and I'm I'm just assuming this is your. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna go over the whole list. <laughs> it seems so confused. He's like, ah, fuck it. It is survival of the dead, monster squad for his werewolf movie, uh, dead heat for comedy. And Dawn of the Dead for 70s, Day of the Dead for 80s, Night of the Living Dead remake for 90s, nice. uh, Land, Land of the Dead for 2000s, and the Craziest remake for 2010s. Okay. I'm really excited for Day of the Dead. That is so underappreciated. Is it my zombie movie, Survival of the Dead? 
I think that's what you you didn't specify, but I'm guessing uh, that's what I'm gonna, Wait, wait, is survival of the it's dead? The the found cam one? It's it's still oh, Romero film, baby. Dude, it's still no. Romero film. I, I, I actually enjoyed that movie, dude. When that came We're doing out. a wall. It's basically what it's basically Night of the Living Dead done for this generation. Right. Yeah. Dude, you can't tell me when that farmer comes up with the dynamite dude and has the fucking uh little that <laughs> I I love that whole fucking scene, dude. Oh, so good. We're so going to have fun with uh, lots of zombies. Of course, Dead Heat, uh, buddy cop with zombies. Like, you can't get much better than that. Okay, damn, so here's, okay, so here's my picks. Okay. For my zombie pick, we're going with the Fulci classic, Zombie 2. Yeah. Zombie 2. So, shark versus zombie. Because Zombie 1 is Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, my werewolf movie is The Howling. My comedy movie, The Frighteners. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a minute. And a lot of my the rest of these picks are movies I haven't seen yet. So I went for the 70s, The Legend of Hell House. Nice. The 80s, this is Heather Very Happy, The Shining. Okay. Ooh, wow. We're going for a long one on that one. Going for that. Yeah. The That's nine, a three hour. The, now, the 90s, we're going back to another insane Sam Neill movie, <gasps> Event Horizon. Yes. Sweet. Okay. 2000 or yeah the 2000s the collector it's a great nice play. and 2010s just because i love this movie it's so much fun cabin in the woods i've only seen it once it's it's a fun movie and it i really kind of I, I sat weird on it when i got done with it i wasn't sure how i felt so i'm interested to see how i'm going to take it again for a second time that could almost double as a comedy too i would agree and that was that was such a weird movie, dude, because it was made before like fucking Hemsworth was Thor and shit like that, but it came mm-hmm. out after the fact. So. I hope that you guys all pre-order some sort of body paint for our uh, zombie episodes. I I want to. I might paint myself blue. Ooh. <laughs> Can I come as Danny Trejo? Yeah. Yes. I'm just gonna come with a pie, put it in my face, talk like this. Oh man, dude! All right, well, so now Bobby's really Bobby's got to sit there and. Well, I actually have seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousand, and two thousand and tens right here. All right, well, what do you got, buddy? All right, Chad's all right, got the pen ready. Seventies, last house on the left. Oh. And I took this from my horror comedy, and it is a sequel, even though we're doing three. If I can't do it, let me know. Chainsaw Two. That's already in the sequels. Oh, we did do that, or we didn't. Mm-hmm. It's already, I already, it's already it. on no, the list to do. It's, yeah, it's coming around in the right. 90s, Final Destination. Oh. I almost a, picked that for my 90s. One. That's like, that's what, 90, 90, 98, 99? Yeah, it was like 99. Yeah, it was like right at the ass. Like it, it was down between that and Event Horizon. What was? Uh, what do you want for 80s then? Uh, Come back to 80s. Let me do 2000 and 2010s. 2000s, I picked the first Hostel. Ew. Uh. Well, we get a lot of tits in that one, at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a fan, but fuck it, we'll do it. And then 2010's uh, Hell House. Ooh. That's that found footage haunted house one. Oh, is that the oh. Hell House LLC or whatever? Yes. I would almost say, personally. That, I, that film's fucking fantastic. And it I, my fucking nipples hard. I thought I, I enjoyed uh, houses that October built better. But they are both good. I've never seen. I've seen the second one. I don't think I've seen the third one yet. The third Hell House. 
But that was just made, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, I think that that concludes this episode of the Goran Moore podcast. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on another episode. And, of course, see us next week for a review of Christmas Evil. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, the Lady Arouser, signing off. Bye! This is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Eduardo Christman, saying adios, bitches. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gorehounds. This is your killing machine, Bobby Amon, saying I'll kill you later.